I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Seth Greenberg, kind enough to join us on the program. He's on Twitter at Seth on Hoops. Seth, let's start here. Who's good this year in your mind that you've seen so far? I think there are good teams. I'm not sure they're great teams. I think UConn's a really good basketball team. They can, they can win without their best players playing well, I mean, which is, you know, so what they did to Iowa State. I mean, they didn't get anything out of Sonoma. They didn't get anything out of Jordan Hawkins, who's an elite shooter. Uh, you know, I mean, Purdue wins without Zach Eady having a great game. They even know, look, winning on the road, this is a beat a Nebraska team that, that beat Creighton before Creighton went on that little spin. Uh you know, I think they're a good team. I think a lot, every team is good, but every team has flaws. I mean, it's really that simple. Uh, you know, if you look around the country, you know, Tennessee, they can really guard you. They can't score. They can get the offensive glass, but they struggle scoring. You know, Purdue, I was placed through ED. I'm not sure if they have a breakdown guard. Texas, really talented. I don't know how good Dsu is right now in terms of, you know, their front court. They're better off downsizing the gold Christian Bishop. Kentucky. I don't know what their identity is in the half court. Kansas plays without a real big, although KJ Adams plays like a big. Uh, UCLA's you know front court uh, is inexperienced. Virginia, to me, might be and Alabama might be the two most complete teams. I'd say Virginia, Alabama, and Arizona are got to be in that upper echelon. And then Duke's probably got the greatest upside. Well, Seth, it's interesting you bring up Alabama because obviously the Memphis Tigers played them last night. Uh, Lost ninety one eighty eight. It was a close I did game. That for a reason, if you haven't figured that. Yeah, no, it's, I was saying, Seth, you're getting pretty good at this TV thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just glad you mentioned Arizona because that's a team that I've enjoyed watching. What did you? You were on. You were on halftime for the for the Memphis Auburn game over the weekend, and obviously, I'm sure you had your eyes on that game last night. What do you make of of what Memphis is uh, becoming here? Eleven games into the season, um, and, and especially now that they've. Uh, gotten through this, you know, probably the two, you know, obviously the two toughest games of their non-conference schedule here recently. I think this is, this is Penny's best team. Uh, you know, not not the most talented team, but I think their best team. First of all, they got a point guard. They actually play two point guards, which I think is great. You know, you know, Mark, you covered me. I I had Dalvell and Gordon. I had Green and uh, and and Delaney. I think that you play two point guards, you're better defensively and you're better offensively. And, you know, in essence, they're playing with two-point guards. Uh, they play without ego. Uh, you know, they're not crazy talented. Uh, Williams is a tough matchup. Uh, Lomax has a toughness to him. You know, Penny's son is a is a is a nice piece. Uh, uh, Lawson is a, a nice player, but you know, Kendrick Davis makes the thing all work. Uh, and I was really impressed with him yesterday because they played a really really good Alabama team on the road. 
uh, and you know we're in a position to have a chance to win that game. Yeah, it's 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 interesting the 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 concept of you know not it's not his most talented team, but the fact that they 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 certainly know who they are much earlier than any of Penny's prior teams. You know the, the players know who they are. The team has it seems to have an identity already. Um, Seth, let's say that all those facts. How much of that is related to the fact that they do have a true point guard? Like how much how much is this Memphis is something oh, different versus just they have a legitimate point guard. They don't have a legitimate point guard. They got an elite point guard. Yeah. They got one of the best point guards in the country. I call him ball guards because he can score as well. You saw last night he got others involved early on, and then he kind of stepped it up. But oh, look, it's it's absolutely huge. Uh, and and you know, Lomax can take a little pressure off him, but yeah, for sure. But look, Penny's teams are going to have the DNA where they can really guard. I mean, he does a great job. They scram out of their mismatches when they get caught in switches. They they play hard as can be. But, yeah, that's the whole key is that they have a guy who he can hand the keys to the car to. He has not had that. He's had guys that were volume shooters at that position. He's had guys that were risk war guys at that position. He's had a 6'8 guy that wanted to play point guard uh, that, you know, who knows what he was, but he, he surely couldn't get anyone to follow him. Uh, this, this team knows, look, the ball's going to be Kendrick's hands. He's going to make the game easier for everyone else. And and that's that's a gift, guys, because when you see what's happening in North Carolina. Uh, no one's making the game easier for anyone in North Carolina. They're like 300th in assist percentage. Uh, you know, so you've got to have a guy that can do both, score and play make, and also make those choices and decisions. And then he plays really hard defensively, Kendrick Davis. So, uh, yeah, the point guard situation – and we always joke about the NCAA tournament. It's not just the NCAA tournament. The point guard's important. Or your guard plays important. Your guard plays important every single day in every single game because he's your first line of defense. He's your decision maker. He makes the, you know, he initiates your offense. Uh, you know, the ball's in his hands probably 60% of, his time, of the time. And, and you've got to be connected to your point guard as a coach. Fran Fraschilla on the broadcast last night sort of mentioned he thinks – not only, you know, I think there was an expectation that Memphis would be the second best team in the AAC this year, but he mentioned, you know, he thinks this team can, you know, challenge Houston for the conference title this year. I tend to believe with him. What have been your initial impressions of Houston, uh, especially coming off that Alabama loss over the weekend? Look, uh, they defend as physically. It all depends on, it depends on how games officiated, but they defend really hard. They offensive rebound. I think they struggle offensively, and until they improve offensively, I think they're vulnerable. That's why uh, we did a top five uh, on Sunday, and everyone was like losing their mind. They're losing, you know, how can they not have them in the top five? It's like they can't have them in the top five because they can't score. I mean, they, they, unless they score off the offensive glass, unless they score off a turnover. I mean, the other day they took Sasser out of the game, Alabama, by Damari Burnett wedding them or denying them. And, yeah, Shed scored some buckets, but Sasser's the guy that can beat you. Shed can't beat you. And let me ask you, I mean, Jarris Wallace is a nice prospect, but he's not a guy. Again, these freshmen who are so uber-talented are not ready to win for you. It's just the way it is. Unless you're an absolute freak, those guys are not ready to win a big game. And and their front court is not as good. That's just, you know, that's just a fact. They miss Josh Carlson. They miss White. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, the guys they're replacing with them are not as good. So, yeah, can, can that just beat them? Sure they can beat them. You know, obviously they can beat them at home, uh, you know, with, with a 
raucous atmosphere they're going to have. They're going to guard. You know, they're going to have to rebound the basketball. I mean, I think that's going to be, you know, the big challenge. I and mean, Memphis has not done a great job of rebounding on the defensive end. Uh, the guards are going to have to come back and rebound, and they're going to have to match that physicality for 40 minutes. Seth, this is somewhat of a, I don't know, a complicated question, so I'll, I'll lay it out this way. Penny Hardaway this year is coaching a different type roster than he's ever coached. It's it's older. It's less ballyhooed. I mean, I don't know if there's a top 100 player on the roster. But he's actually enjoying, it seems, to coach this team. He seems a lot less frustrated when you watch him coaching this team. When you look at what he has coming in next year, it's back to a lot of you know top 100 talent. It's going to be young. Is there a way to... Like, is there a way that Penny can maybe change his mind like, before the next roster comes in? Because I just sit here and watch him. It's like he seems to enjoy coaching this type of team more than what he has coming in next year, which will be, honestly, in my opinion, more reflective of what he's coached the previous three years, which seemed to be uh, uh, generate a lot of frustration. There's a little thing called the portal. Yeah. yeah. And the portal will be used, you know, obviously to fill those – those gaps. Now, here's the thing. It's real simple. And I, I you know, I did a couple of uh, Memphis games. I, I had a chance to spend time with Penny, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I think I told you guys that because the guy loves to talk ball. Um, it's amazing to me. I don't care how good Penny is and how good a communicator is. There are some guys that, you know what, because of the static around them, they don't allow themselves to be coached. Yeah. Or, or the other thing is, uh, the people around them have such an unrealistic expectation. I did a video on this the other day that it's not the player, it's the people around them uh, that set an expectation that is so unrealistic because watching college basketball on TV is one thing. Playing it is another. And unfortunately, uh, whether it's the parents or now, you know, quote, unquote, the agents, because everyone can have an agent or whomever, uh, they put so much pressure on these kids, and it's unrealistic pressure. It's unrealistic. There are guys that look. There are guys that just transition seamlessly. There are. I mean, but you know what? There are a lot more guys that don't, and that's just a fact. And there are a lot more guys that you know what? You say, well, you know, they went to pros. They're good pros. That's great. Four years later, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, four years later, uh, you know, it's you know, like we're looking at what's happening to Duke right now. Duke's really good. I think their ceiling's unbelievable. I guarantee you, Derek Whitehead and Mark Mitchell and Derek Lively and all those guys thought, oh, yeah, college basketball wasn't going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It is a problem. It's hard, and it's going to take them a while. And at the end of the year, will light bulb go on? Will they understand you play for each other? Or will they have their, you know, their static that's around them? Uh, you know, kind of say, well, you, know, you need to be playing more minutes. You need to be getting more shots. Why is Tyrese Proctor getting this? Why, you know? You know, who knows? But that's that's the problem when you, you have all these unrealistic expectations. John Calipari made it look seamless for a long time. and uh, But it's, you know, that's because he was getting the very, very best of the best, the Carl Anthony Towns, the John Walls, those guys. You get a, a, a touch below those guys, and those guys are just a work in progress. Mm-hmm. They're just a work in progress. Amani Bates? A work in progress. Now, why has might not have been a work in progress? I don't know. You see the transition to the NBA has been that easy. Mm-hmm. It, it is hard. And uh, I think he'll balance those that recruiting class with guys that he can relate to that can coach his locker room. Because if you've got a bunch of young guys and no one's coaching your locker room, 
you have you have a hard time keeping that locker room on the same page. What do you do if you're Louisville right now with what they're going through? Like, what? How do you can? Kenny Payne inherited a toxic situation. All right, plain and simple. He inherited a toxic situation. A cloud's been over that program for five years. You don't fix a toxic situation in one year. He could have went into the portal, but you know what? He, he decided he was going to be patient. And uh, they made a mistake. Which should, as soon as they let Chris Mack go, they should have hired him immediately. And then he would have been able to have some traction in the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, Kenny Payne knows how to coach. Kenny Payne can com- communicate. I've been in practice with Kenny Payne when, when you know, stuff's gone on in, at Kentucky. He, he's terrific. Uh, he's going to take all the hits. I, I talked to him before the season started. He said, Coach, he said, we're not very good. And you know what? I'm going to love these kids. I'm not going to hang them to dry. I'm going to take all the hits. Uh, that's what I get paid to do. That's fine. He said, I'll, I'll get this thing right. But he kind of knew what he was getting into. But let's be honest, all right? Uh, how many years since Rick Pitino's been there? So Chris was there, what, five? I think it's like 2016 was Patino's last year, right? Something All right, like let, me, let me ask you something. Because the, uh, the, the, the pandemic has screwed me up. Because I think Chris might have been one of the few guys that you could say the pandemic worked against him the hardest because that was one of his best teams. Yeah, but here, here's what I'm saying. So they had, they had the, originally the dark cloud over and they had to make yep. that change. All right? And then, you know, quite honestly, they did a bunch of stupid things. So – uh, and that dark cloud remained over them. You know, over them. And then, you know, in the very end, it was even crazier. Uh, but even during COVID, they had an incident, you know. Yeah, no, that's you know, fair. And, and you know what? It's hard. It's hard. Uh, and certain guys can navigate that stuff easily. Certain guys don't navigate it as well. But I, I, have, I really do have the utmost in confidence in Kenny Payne because I've been around him enough to see who he is and his DNA and, and his knowledge. By the way, Patino's last year, 2016-17. Um, yeah. Curious, wanted to switch course to a you know a local team in the SEC, Tennessee. You talked about Houston. You, you had your doubts about them because you don't think they got enough offense. Um, doubts about them in terms of being an elite team. Do you feel the same way about Tennessee, or do you feel better about Tennessee as a you know potential team that can – you know, obviously go to the second weekend, maybe finally make a Final Four. Uh, I believe Tennessee has never done that. What What do you make of the Vols this year? Yeah, I mean, look, I, uh, they, they struggle scoring. Now they got to get healthy, obviously. Josiah, I think being fully healthy is going to be important. Obviously, Santi being healthy is very, very important because he can stretch the defense and make a shot. They've got to find a balance between Zakai being aggressive and making good decisions. Like I think it was the Colorado game where they shot like eight zillion threes. Uh, and then Rick kind of basically said, whoa, 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 that's not who we are. And I think now they're kind of have one foot in trying to figure out where the shots are coming from. I like them, obviously, incredible defensively, versatile defensively. You saw the job, I think it was in the Kansas game, that uh, Olivia Conway did on Jalen Wilson. I thought that was big, big time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. If they don't get back and set their defense, it makes no difference against this team, this game they're playing this weekend. Now, you got to remember, last year they played against Arizona, and Fulkerson basically fouled out their whole front court. Yeah. Fulkerson went to the line like 12 times. And defensively, they did a really good job of pushing them out and disrupting them, which I thought was, you know, really, really impressive. Um, so uh, I, I like Tennessee's team. 
Uh, I like it when they, they're pushing it and playing through flow as opposed to resetting a lot uh, and getting a little stagnant. I like when they run their, their stagger away curl series and things of that. I don't know if they have anyone on the block that can get you foul trouble. Uh, Oros is, is interesting. I do think that uh, the freshman Phillips is going to be really good, but I, I don't think he can have a much of an impact on this game coming up. If you think about this game coming up, uh, you know, who does he defend? Does he defend defend Cabellus? Well, that could be an issue. And obviously, you know, Omar Ballo is ridiculous. But uh, I'm interested to see how they handle playing on the road in that environment against a team that plays at warp speed. you got you got to score to beat them. I know that. Please don't at me. Say, oh, obviously you got to score. I mean, you got to score to beat Arizona. Because yeah. they're dropping 75 to 80. So you're going to have to make some shots. They're capable of making shots. There's no doubt about it. Whether they do or not, that would be the question. All right, last question, Seth, and we'll get you out of here. How real is Mississippi State? Undefeated. Defensively, they're ridiculous. I I put a tweet out last week. I watched watched two games. Defensively, their defensive fundamentals are a joke. It's so good. Uh, Tool Smith is really, really, really good. Like, really good. they are uh, they are for real. I think they're for real. They don't shoot very straight, but they have enough experience. Not use Shaquille Moore, but, but uh, I, they how hard they play defensively and how they are in a stance off the ball and how communicate well they communicate and how they scram out of rotations when they get caught in mismatches. Uh, they're as fundamentally sound a defensive team. Now they haven't played a schedule with a, a blank, although they have a good win against the very Marquette team. Uh, they're not mistaken, the Utah team. All the rest of those ones, you know, are ifs. But uh, yeah, I do. Th- I do think that they're very good. I think. I think that. Here's my thing. I think the SEC is the deepest conference in college basketball. And here, I'll, I'll send you guys out of this one. And Kentucky has the fourth or fifth best roster in the SEC. Hey! Wow. Coach, wow. now next year, there you go. Year, Cal, be, Cal, coach him up though. Have no, have hey, no fear, Seth. Next year, next year won't be that though. I'm telling you that much. Yeah, that's that's definitely gonna be a changeover. Seth, you're gracious. Hey, hey, to... hey I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another one next year. Who knows? Oscar might come back. Huh? Well, I mean, that's what we're. Se- I'll tell you this: we're seeing it in college football. We're seeing a lot of guys that if they got some eligibility, yeah, it's hey, like man. it's it's more profitable. Yeah, to it's stay like I think I'll just stick go. around here. Yeah. Especially a place like Kentucky. Yeah. Seth, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have Bye, a uh, have a great holiday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.